This is Gemarin Ksubis Daf Samoch Tas. All the learning this month, the month of El, has been generously sponsored as an incredible schos, Yilin Nishama, Festival Razel, Basra Mayor, Mir Tashem. The learning of the entire Chabura should bring us to Razel, Basra Mayor, higher, higher, and replacing Ganeidin Shalmaila, closer to the Kisei Akavaid, the power of Taira, elevating her Nishama day by day. We pick it up in the very top of Samoch Tas and Aleph. And yesterday we discussed the fact that even that which the brothers sold, even that which is Meshubid, the brothers sold, the Halacha Rebbe said was that the sister is able to collect her dowry, her nedunya, even from those properties. And today we begin in the top line in which the Gemara teaches us that Tolulei... Rav le Rav, excuse me, Toli Rav le Rebbe bene chiti. The Rav suspended literally. He asked the following question between the lines of the letter. What exactly that means? Rashi explains that he sent him a letter, and between the lines, he added in this question of the letter: Ha'achin sheshibdu malu, brothers who have properties that they sold, properties that they inherited from their father, that now are mishobid. What is the Allah? Is the sister able to collect from those properties as well? And again, we're really only discussing the properties referring to the Nedunya, referring to the dowry, and not referring to the Mezainais. So, what is that law? Rabbi Yechia was sitting in front of Rabbi. He says to Rabbi, what do you mean that the brothers made the properties mishobin? Do you mean that they sold them? Or do you mean that they merely gave them as a mashkin? What is the case that you are referring to? Are you referring to a case in which the brothers sold the properties? The properties are no longer here. They sold them. They're in the hands of the purchaser. Or are you referring to a case where they gave them as a mashkin? So Amarleh in the third line, Rabbi responds, My nafkamina. Whether they sold them, whether they gave them as a mashkin, we use them to collect for parnasa for the dowry. But you do not collect them from the mizaynis. So again, they try to ask the. They try to. Um, excuse me. Rav asked this question to Rabbi. So he asked to Rabbi, do you mean Machroya Mishkanoi? And Rabbi said, what's the difference? So the Gemara responds to Rav. And Rav himself, when he asked this question, says the Gemara, I don't understand. Rav, why don't you say what you mean and mean what you say? If your question was Machro, you should have written that. If your question was Mashkanoi, you should have written that. What's the reason for you to write this? In this funny way, where in which it's unclear what your question is, so explains the Gemara. You know, he, didn't, he wasn't explicit because Rav Tervayu come by He's asking both the Savar and Rav thought If I would have written that my question is with regard to brothers who sold properties, then it would have been good to me if he sent back to your yes, a lot of collect, and then I would have known Kolshke Mishkanim. Meaning that side of the coin would have been okay. But if he would have sent to me that we do not collect from the properties that were sold, I still would have had a question. I would have thought that the question is only with regard to Machrai. That's when he says that you do not collect. But when it comes to Mishkanai, 
maybe that would be different. So explains the Gemara, that was the reason why and the Gemara continues that and if he wrote to him that the case is Mishkanai, again, he would have had the same issue. So if he would have responded, then I would have known Koshkin Mach. So Rav's problem was in each way that he would have written it, he would not have been able to get the answer to both of his questions that he really was asking. And therefore Rav thought, Therefore Rav thought, you know what I'm going to write? I'm going to write that the case is Mishobin. And that's the reason why the, that Rav did not, was not specific. Why was he not specific? The reason being because he was nervous, he would not get his answer. And that's why he left it open-ended. And that was the reason why he, was, he hung and he suspended and he wrote this question between the lines, what is the story with Mishobid? Because he was looking for an answer for both. Says the Gemara, so that was Rebbe's response. Rebbe responded that in both scenarios, Bein Machrai, Bein Mishkanai, whether the brother sold or gave it as a mashkin, you collect for the Nedunya, for the dowry, and not for the Mezaynis. Comments the Gemara of Rabbi Yechon Amar and says, Rabbi Yechon Echadzeh Vechadzeh Ein Moitzin. Rabbi said, you both are yes, Moitzin, Leparnasa, not Mezaynis. Rabbi Yechon disagrees that whether it's for Parnasa, whether it's for the Nadunya, you do not collect both from Machrai and from Mishkanai. So Ibailu asks the Gemara, Le Rabbi Yechon, we're about 15 lines down, the first one in line is the Rabbi Yechon. According to Rabbi Yechon, Loi Shemia Leha de Rabbi. Did he not hear that which Rabbi said? And if he would have heard that which Rabbi said, he would have been it. The reason being that Rabbi, who was a Tano, or maybe he heard that which Rabbi said, but he wasn't Mikabel. He didn't accept this is indeed the opinion, and he argued. So Tashimas, let's try to prove again. We're trying to prove the fact that Rabbi Yechlan said, Ein Moitzin. The fact that Rabbi Yechlan said, You do not collect from both properties, which were Mashka, Mishkanai, or Machrai. Whether this is because he disagrees blatantly with Rabbi, or he did not know that which Rabbi said. So Tashima explains the Gemara, the Itman. Misha Someone who dies and leaves over two daughters, Uben, and one son. And the first daughter, she goes and she gets married. And when she gets married, as we've learned, she takes Eastern Nechassim, she takes a tenth of the estate as her dowry. And the second sister, the second daughter, did not have the ability to collect Ad Shemesabed. So again, there's a father that dies, leaves over three kids, two girls and a boy. The boy being the obvious inheritor. One girl goes and she gets married, so she takes the tenth of the estate. The second girl didn't have a chance to get married until the son died. So what happens when the son dies? Now the entire estate falls to whom? Falls to these two girls. One of them already took a tenth, and the other one took nothing. So in this scenario, Amarad, Yechlan, Shniya, Vitra. The second daughter loses her right to collect the dowry, and the second daughter gets equally with the first daughter. We do not say that the second daughter first takes an Eastern Nechassim, takes a tenth. Rather, the first daughter already got her tenth, and we leave it at that. 
And the second daughter, what does she do? She's equal with the first daughter, and they split up the estate 50-50. So, we said even more than this. We said that Yisema is able to collect the dowry in an even more extreme case. You're saying in this case, the girl does not get the dowry. I'll tell you even a greater case where the girl does yes get the dowry. What we learned, says Rebbe Chanina, that if the estate was as a mashkin or sold to someone else, the daughter is able to collect it for her dowry. And in this case, the estate is here. And you're saying the second daughter doesn't get, I don't understand. If the daughter, if a girl is even able to get her nidunya from a property that was mashkunaya machrai, certainly she should be able to get it from this case in which the dowry, the, the estate is right in front of us. So now from here we can prove the opinion of Rabbi Yechanan. Vim Isa, now if Rabbi Yechanan did not hear what Rabbi had said, Neymalei Manamra. To this question, Rabbi Yechanan said, They asked Rabbi Yechanan, so Rabbi Yechanan responded, Who says that this is a true ruling of Rabbi? So seemingly Rabbi Yechanan heard it, and he argues. Says, really? Maybe he didn't hear it. And now the first time he heard it, then he's accepting it. But a shiny awesome, that case is different. You can't bring a proof in this case. This case where one girl, one girl took the dowry and the second one did not. Because since in this case, the estate is obviously big enough to support both of them, maybe that's the reason why Rabbi Yechon held that she doesn't take a tenth and rather they split it equally. So Amar Lei Rabbi Yechon Ravashi in the first white line. What are you talking about? Are you going to tell me that if the Yisayma of this girl goes and finds cash and now she has a lot of money, because she has money, she doesn't take an Eastern Chasim? The Allah that she gets a tenth is Allah is an obligation. That the state pays her a tenth. Why should it have anything to do with whether there is wealth, or there is that which comes from the state or not? So Amar Lei, I know Rav Chbeisa mehan in the chazan coming. I didn't mean Rav Chbeisa Shistam has money. I meant that this estate is that which is providing her. That's the reason why she doesn't first get a tenth and then split it, but rather she splits it. Continues the Gemara. Amar Amibar on the third by line. Let's understand this halacha that a daughter, that a girl gets an Easter in the chazan, gets a tenth of her father's estate. Bas Yireshes Havoy. Says Amimar, a daughter is considered a Yereshes, as she's considered one who is Yerish that inherits the estate and a tenth of the state. Now, what does it mean that she's a Yereshes? The Gemara is going to explain. You know what it asks Ravashi to Amimar? Are you telling me that she's a Yereshes that if the brothers wanted to give her cash, and say, go fly a kite. They're not able to. I'm really in. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. That the brothers can't just say, you're deserving of X amount of money, and that's what I'm going to give you. Rather, the brothers have to give her a tenth of the actual estate. Ask Ravashi further, you buy this, look, give a chadari, what if they wanted to give her one piece of land? You're going to tell me that she's a proper Yerush, a proper inheritor in the entire estate. Amar lay in. Yes, Indeed, they cannot even make her get one part of piece of land because she's a regular Yerashas, a regular inheritor that gets a tenth of the entire estate. Whereas Ravashi Amar, that was the opinion of Amemar, that a daughter, when she gets the, the land from her father, 
for the Nedunya, she gets it like a regular Yerushas. Ravashi comes along and disagrees and says, Bas Balas She does not get a tenth as a Yerushas, she gets a tenth like one who is owed money, which obviously would be the previous implications that the brothers could just give her cash or just give her one piece of land. And the Gemara comments, was you attracted I was by a Mimar woman came to come she wanted a tenth of the land, the And I saw that what did a Mimar hold? That if they wanted the other brothers to give her cash, they could have. How do I know that's what a Mimar held? They saw, and I heard that one of the brothers was saying to her, The brother was saying, If I had cash, I would give you cash. Happens to me, we don't have cash. But the brother was saying, We would have given it to you. And Amimar was quiet. And for the fact that Amimar was quiet, clearly he was chaser. We see from here a very important rule that any time, a judge of Aldin sees in front of him someone saying something, even if it's not relevant to Din Taira. That's the Chiddush over here, because the brothers didn't even have the cash. But since they did say quiet, that shows the implicit agreement of the judge. Continues the Gemara, so of both Amemar and Ravashi are both holding that when one is Yerish, a tenth of the land, she does it like a Balas Chayv, she does it like a creditor. Who is she considered a creditor of? The father or the brothers? Says the Gemara, To whom can she collect? Either the Benes without a Shvua or to Ziburis with a Shvua. My, what is the Allah? She considered like for the brothers of the father. So says the Gemara, 15 lines in the bottom. The first one line is Vishvua Ma'i Toshimaha. The Ravina Agbi Lebrati the Ravashi. The Ravina collected the Nadunya for Ravashi's daughter, Mimar Bray the Ravashi. From Mar Bray the Ravashi, which is her brother. The Bain is Lashlai Bishvua. Mary to Rav Sam Bray the Ravashi. Ziburius Bishvua. So what do we see? We see she considered a Baal's Chayv of the brothers. And that's why when she takes Bain she does not have to swear. When she takes Ziburius, the lowest quality land, she yes has to swear. And Shalach Leir of the Chayv Bray the Ravashi, the Rabbi Ravuna Zutam in Hardai. She could get a tenth even from the base of the mill. Even such an item is considered a karka because it is attached to the ground. And I would collect even from a rent payable for the houses because that is a din of karka as well. Another story. Who oh, no, my friend Shlom? Shalim alecha, peace to you. When a woman comes in front of you, where he lines at the bottom, the first word line is Itsa. When a woman comes in front of you to collect a tenth of her estate, Have Yosif, Rav Shishis Kamei. Rav Shishis was sitting for Rav Huna when this message came. Amar Lei, so Rav Huna said to Rav Shishis, Zil Emalei, go and tell Rav Anan the following message. Ubishamta. And it should be in Chayrim 1 that does not give over the message. And what's the message? Should you get from Karko or from Italian? And 
who is one that sits of the house of Marzeicha. Interesting message he sends. So also Rav Sheish is the Gamedi Rabbanan, Rav Sheish is dozen dozen shlichts. Amr leimar rabbo v'rabunu b'ritu rabbo v'shamuti shamis. And he said to him, Mar rabbo, Mar, Rabbanan, you're the master. Rabbunu rabbi the rabbo and Rabbunu is the master's master. V'shamuti shamis man v'loyomer lei. And Rabbunu said he's going to put into cheirim one who does not give Rabbanan this message. V'ilav v'sham is lo'av kaminon. And if not for the fact that he would have said that he's going to put me in Khairim, I would never have listened. But since he said, if I don't give the message over exactly, he's going to put it in the Khairim, he says to Ravanan, I'll tell you the message. Even though it might sound a bit chutzpahdik. Anan, anan. Does she get from Karakor Mitaltalin? And what was part two of the message? Man Yosef B. Marzicha, who sits at the end of the base, Marzicha Beresha, first. So also Ravanan, like me, the Marokva. So Ravanan went to Marokva. See how Rav Huna sent a message to me. He sent number one. What was the question that he sent? Who sits at the head of the Marzicha? I don't understand what he's asking. So Amar Leh, Marukva explains, easy. Tell me as we turn over to Tell me exactly what was the story. What happened? So Amr Lehi, Rav Anand, responds, this is the story. So Amr Lehi, so Marukva says, Gavrod loyoda, my new marzicha. A man who does not know what marzicha is, Sholach Lehi, Rav Huna, Huna Chavrin, my marzicha. Send a message to Rav Huna and say, Huna, my friend, what's a marzicha? Says the Gemara, Sholach Lehi, Huna Chavrin, send him a message, Huna, my friend. So my marzicha, so comments the Gemara, Ovel, Dachsev, Koyim HaShem, Keltavoy, and that is the end of the story over here, this interesting exchange between both Ravanan and Ravuna. And the second question is who sits at the head of the mourner, at the head of the table, says the Gemara, Amar This halachalah you asked, who sits at the head of the marzicha, which we now know is referred to the Avel, so how do we know that the Avel sits at the head of the table? Shanamar, Evchar Darkam Ishev Roish, Says in the Pesach, I'll choose their way, I'll sit at the head. I'm going to rest like a king amongst the troops, as you console the mourners. Says the Gemara, The word Yinachem means you're consoling someone else. But it's not the actual one sitting, Shiva himself sitting at the head of the table. But rather, it sounds like the one that's coming to console him sits at the head. So, Yinachem Ksev, change it to Yinucham, which means the one that will be consoled, meaning the one that's sitting Shiva. Marzucha Omar, Meocha, a different source, Vesar Mizrach, Seruchim, a lot of mourning will come close, which teaches us, Mar Vizach, Nasesar, Lisruchim. One who is Mar, bitter and Zach, detached, he becomes the Sar, the prince of the exalted ones, meaning he sits at the head of the table. And on Maravo, we conclude the first part of today's share. We continue with the Mishnah of Samuel Tassim and Beis. And the Mishnah begins a new topic. If someone gives money for his daughter with a shlish, with a third party, and the third party is given the money to buy a field that she's going to get, and then the father is nifter, and now we have this shlish, who has the money and is supposed to buy the field for the daughter. 
And the daughter says, I trust my husband, give my husband the cash, and he'll purchase the land. Says the Mishnah, yes, the Shishma 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 says, nope, the Shlish has to do as he was instructed by the father. He's not allowed to listen to this girl and give the money to her husband. Rabbi Yaisi Amir, Chinella, Sadavi, Ratzla, Machri says, yes, I don't understand. If he goes and buys a field and gives it to this girl, she is able to sell it. So what's the point of going and doing something? She's able to sell it. So what's the point of doing something against her will? It concludes the Mishnah B'mevra and the Remurim B'gidai Lo. This Allah is only by G'day Lo, but not by a Kitana. So Tana Rabbana, let's understand what's going on in the Mishnah. Someone gives money to a Shlish, to a trustee, to benefit his son-in-law. That what? This son-in-law is supposed to buy a field for the daughter. And then he, being the son-in-law, will benefit from the field. And the daughter says, Give it to my husband. Don't let this shlish, let this third party take care of the cash. Give it straight to my husband. Let my husband take care of the purchase. Explains the Gemara. If they ready a nisuin, then we listen to him. So Ramir here in the Gemara is slightly different from the Mishnah. Ramir is differentiating between Nisuin and Eirisin. Rabbi Yaisi, Amar Gdala, Bimin Eirisin, and Nisuin. When it's a Gedayla, whether Eirisin, Nisuin, we listen, or Shush, Biyada. Ketana, Bimin, Nisuin, Bimin, Eirisin, Yazda, Shush, Mashosh, Hash, Biyada. So Rabbi Yaisi differentiates between Gedayla and Ketana. Ramir seemingly differentiates between Eirisin and Nisuin. So ask the Gemara, my Bainai, what exactly is this Machlekes Ramir and Rabbi Yaisi? Because we have two different details. We have Ketana and Gedayla, and we have Nisun and Eresin. So the Gemara is trying to figure out which is the detail that Ramir and Abiyasi disagree upon. If you're going to tell me they argue about a Ketana from Nisun, he can be Nayo de Ramir, Savar that since she did Nisun, we listen to her and we give it to her husband. And on that detail, also Rabbi Yisrael, and on that, Rabbi Yisrael says, no, because since she's a Ketana, I don't care that she did Nisun, we don't listen to her. But can't be, because Ema Seif, what then the Mishnah Seif will be Ketana, Ema is a Ketana Klom. The Mishnah said clearly, that ain't ma'isa ketana klum. So haman ketana klum. Who is going to be the man, the amar, stating this last part of the Mishnah? Haman ketana klum, the fourth wide line. Ilim arav yaisi, hamaresha shmasmina. Can't be that's rav yaisi stating that the actions of a ketana are nothing, because we don't even know that from the reisha. Tam rav yaisi v'chene al-asadav, he writes to the macha, re'im uchurim ya'achshav. Like rav yaisi taught us that if she would sell the field right now, it would work. So why are we selling it against her will? So says the Gemara, you're right. So you know what the case must be that they are arguing about. Excuse me, this is all part of the Kasha. Says the Gemara that the case, Ella, excuse me, one more time. So says the Gemara, this seemingly implies that only Gedailu can sell a field in true. So what do we see? That the end of the Mishnah seemingly would be saying the same thing twice according to Rabbi Yaisi. So So who is the one that said this last line of the Mishnah? That said the line that says, It must be Rameira. We have to add some words into the Mishnah. 
Yes, I should my should be adoy. Bamed varmamurumani zamin eirusin. Avanesu and her should be adoy. She has the power. And furthermore, bamed varmurubi gedel avuktani ma'zikatani klob. But and furthermore, it's only gedel and not a katana. But says the Gemara. So then, that means that both Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Meir are in agreement that a katana we never listen to, even after irisin. So you can't tell me again. The Gemara started off and said, "My binayu." On the first white line, we asked, "What's the difference between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yosi?" And we suggested that maybe the difference is Kitana Minanisuin, but the Gemara just proved that they both agree. A Kitana, even from Nisuin, has no power. So, rather, the difference must be a Gedoyla that only did a Yerusin. And it concludes the Gemara, that that is going to be the case that both Rabbi Yaisi and Rabbi Meir are disagreeing in a scenario that we have a Gedoyla, but they only did Erisin. In this case, Rabbi Meir is going to be the one that says we do not listen because they only did Erisin. And therefore, that's what the Mishnah means when it says that if the daughter says to listen, they give it to her husband after Erisin, we do not listen to her. And that's specifically where Yaisi says, no, Sin, she's a good daila, even though they only did Ayers and we're going to listen to her. That would be the case of Machlik Shemayin Rav Yaisi. And the Gemara concluded that Yudim Rishmol said Tzvastik Rav Yaisi, 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 Rav Yaisi,